Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports podcast exclusive. We are in the Tier 5 NFL quarterback rankings, and we will get to that in just one second. Quick reminder, Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube. Over 112,000 subscribers. Three to eight million views per month. We have grown at an unbelievable rate, uh, adding about 33 million, 34 million views in a matter of about nine months. Unprecedented growth, particularly for a non mainstream sports entity. Uh, of course, myself and Mr. John Matrix. Um, it has been great. It's been awesome. We're now also growing the podcast. And, of course, we're available. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, go to iTunes. Nail us down a five-star review over there. That helps out a podcast more than anything on any other platform. Uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, but iTunes is what drives the podcasting business. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not a biggest, not the biggest fan of Apple, but in the podcast industry, that five-star review is really what makes or breaks this overall success of a podcast. And here we are. Make sure you check out my previous video. It's the prelude, the best of the rest, I called it of the NFL quarterbacks, and now we're getting into Tier 5. Now, Tier 5 actually got released about a month ago on Black and White Live, our, our sister YouTube channel. However, I have made I have made a couple of uh, revisions to it after being able to think on it. Look, and I, I thought on it, and I analyzed it for two weeks before I decided to put it out. Now... This is somewhat akin to what Chris Sims does, but you will really notice some differences between how I approach this and how Chris Sims approaches it uh, because I'm big on winning, okay? Plain and simple. At the end of the day, I believe winning a championship is the most important thing. The, the, the number of rings you have on your hands means a great deal to me. So does leadership. So is, the, so is the ability to lead or motivate teammates in all kinds of ways, including uh, recruiting them to your team, getting them to stay, motivating them to possibly take pay cuts. It's all part of fantastic leadership, and I do care about that in my quarterback ranks. I think it makes a huge difference. I think it's where... 
you see separation from some of the greatest quarterbacks we have in the game right now. Uh, now, very quickly, one of the quarterbacks I did not mention the other day was Cam Newton. Okay, now keep in mind, my quarterback rank is based on what I believe will be the top 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, which means if your quarterback is in a battle on the team for the starting quarterback spot, this is also my projected starters. Okay, this is the guys I think will end up beating out the other guy and taking the job. Okay, so uh, that gives you some more context, too, right there. Uh, so that's the reason, and, and I left Cam Newton off of my best of the rest the other day. I wish I hadn't uh, because we should have talked about Cam a little bit, but I will make it clear up front that I believe Mac Jones is going to win that job, Okay. Um, we cover Mac Jones and the Patriots quite a bit on Black and White Live, uh, our more stick to sports YouTube channel. Okay, less controversial issues. We talk a lot of NFL over there. Talk a little pro wrestling over there. So anyway, um, Cam Newton, I believe. Look, he struggled last year. He flashed, and of course, all the media pundits, all the Corona Bros. Mike Florio, they Chris Sims. I mean, Chris Sims, my God, still still had Cam Newton ranked 20th among 32 NFL starting quarterbacks. And it's just, it's shocking to me. It was some of the worst quarterback play I have ever seen out of a starting NFL quarterback. Um, he had times last year, Cam Newton literally could not hit the bar broadside of a barn if he fell out of water he'd miss he if he fell out of a boat he would literally miss water i mean he was terrible he was missing throws that high school quarterbacks could complete slam dunk check downs to running backs things like that he was sailing balls 10 foot over running backs heads he was missing tight end throws uh, slam dunk, wide open guys. He was missing them by seven, eight, nine feet. It was it was awful. It was awful. So I'm just making it clear. I think Mac Jones, who's gonna be in this countdown, he's going to win the job, and he is drawing massive praise in Patriotsville. Now, is there always a chance that Mac doesn't win the job? Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, Belichick looks at his uh, NFL football seasons in quarters, at least that's uh, when it was 16 games, that's how he looked at it, the first four games, the second four games, the third four games, and the first four games, generally speaking, for a Belichick-led team is about experimenting, okay? You know, every year, all the Patriots, they're 2-2, two and two, and all the media pundits go into their code reds for the Patriots, Except that's when, and of course we're talking about Tom Brady-led teams then, but that's when they went into a full-blown panic. And I was like, okay, just wait. We're going to look up, and they're going to be 12-4. and They're going to have won the AFC East again. And every year, that's exactly what would happen. And I think, if anything, 
yeah, Kim might get the nod in the first four games. But I think by week six, Mac Jones is the starter. So why rank Cam Newton? I'm not worried about it. Um, I just don't see Cam as a starting NFL quarterback anymore. And I've got my doubts as to whether or not he should be in the NFL anymore. Um, I just think his accuracy, which has always been suspect, is has reared its head in an offense. And look, he actually... Um, you know, he actually showed up and had raised his accuracy level a great deal last year. But there were too many missed throws. And I'm sorry, I'm not giving you a pass because you because you had COVID. Um, you know, I'm not giving you a pass because you're, you know, a 32, 33-year-old world-class athlete. You know, COVID shouldn't have knocked you on your ass so much that you came back and you was terrible for the rest of the season, which is what happened. So anyway, you get the point. And um, so I wanted to cover Cam Newton, get that out of the way. Let's get to the countdown. We are going to start. This is tier five, which means we're starting with number 32, Justin Fields. Of the Chicago Bears. That's right. He is in a quarterback battle with Andy Dalton right now. Um, The best of the rest podcast I did the other day. I said, I think Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. But I think Justin Fields will be given that starting quarterback nod by Matt Nagy, who I am not real high on as a coach. And I voiced that in regards to Mitch Trubisky the other day. Um, I said, I don't think the Bears should have given up on Trubisky just yet. Uh, Some people will think I'm crazy for that. Some people love Justin Fields. I've got to give Chris Sims credit for this. He didn't, and neither do I. I I am not high on Justin Fields at all. Uh, Look, Justin Fields is mobile. He's got an unbelievable athletic physique, uh, but I am wildly concerned about the games that he played against great defenses or even good defenses in college. He looked pedestrian. He did. He played a game against Northwestern where he just couldn't do anything in college. In that game, he was terrible. And look, we all know when you get to the NFL – You have to throw with anticipation, okay? And you have to throw into much tighter windows than you do in college. And that's a massive concern for me. The other concern I have for Justin Fields is I don't like his arm motion. I think his arm motion is a little jacked up. Uh, Maybe not to the extent that somebody like Tim Tebow's was jacked up. And that can be corrected. Aaron Rodgers had had a strange throwing motion coming out of Cal, but um, I also think we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers either here, okay? Um, look, I would say this. If if Justin Fields ends up turning into a halfway competent starting quarterback, I believe his ceiling is somebody like Cam Newton, Okay. Now, a lot of people would say, well, Cam Newton got to a Super Bowl. Cam Newton was a starter in Carolina for 
however many years, eight years, that would be pretty good. Well, and to a point, you would be correct, except keep in mind, in my opinion, Cam Newton should not have won that MVP award, um, you know, and he, uh, he had a 58% completion percentage having won that award. And I just don't think, you know, he deserved it. I don't. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, neither here nor there, but the, I think that is Justin Fields absolute highest upside. And honestly, I think he's a true potential bust. This is going to be the nail in the coffin for Nagy uh, and the general manager there. Uh, number 31, Jalen Hurts. That's right, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, some people that watched the live video that I put out about a month ago, this is where you're going to notice the big revision. I actually had him up at 29, and I got to looking, and I was like, that's just not... That's just not right. I was looking at it the other the other day. Um, in my opinion, Hertz is you know he's an unknown. He's a he's a wild card here. He's he's wildly unknown, and I think there was a great overreaction to a couple of his performances with Philadelphia. I'm gonna sit here and tell you. I mentioned it the other day. I think Carson Wentz should still be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, I'm just going to keep it real. I think it was a political decision. I think there was an agenda there. There was rumors around the league in the NFL that Jeffrey Lurie had a priority to start a black starting quarterback in, in, on his team. That was a rumor out there. Okay. And look, Justin Fields is a he's a good leadership guy. He's supposed to be a really great locker room guy. I think he handled what happened between him and Alabama and his transition to Oklahoma incredibly well. Okay, but there again, kind of like Fields, you have some accuracy issues. Um I just I haven't seen nearly enough to put Jalen Hurts ahead of some of the guys ahead of him. And that's saying a lot because, in my opinion, I mean, this is the tier where I feel like you've got quarterbacks that this year, in 2021, there is no chance of winning a Super Bowl with these guys. Okay? I do have two what I call fluky outliers, two guys that I think potentially – you could win a Super Bowl with if everything, I mean, if the cl- if, if clouds parted and Jesus himself stepped down and helped out a team and brought them to win a Super Bowl, these are the only two guys on this list that would have a prayer in this one season. Things may change. These guys may jump up next year, some of them. Um, but in this year, going into this year, it's all we're talking about. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Jalen Hurts because there's not enough to go on. There's not enough to, to, 
to uh, look, he's got more experience than Justin Fields, so he's ahead of Justin Fields. But number 30 is Jared Goff, and obviously Jared Goff has more pelts on the wall than Justin Fe- uh, than Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields, so I got, I got Jared Goff at number 30. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm sorry, Detroit Lion fans, I think just uh, Jared Goff is a bust. Okay, I think he has turned into, he has been exposed, and he is a full-blown bust, or he's going to be. He's going to end up being a journeyman or a backup guy, okay, but not a true franchise quarterback, and that's what we're talking about. I know he made it to the Super Bowl. I know he did, but he also got wildly exposed by Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl, okay? And I understand Belichick's made a lot of good quarterbacks look bad. I absolutely get that. But that's not all there was. And I think that was shown by Sean McVay wanting to get rid of of Jared Goff. There were rumors McVay couldn't stand him because he could not learn that offense. He could not run it the way he wanted it to be run. And so... That should tell you something. Can Jared Goff get the Lions through? Uh, unfortunately, I think the Lions are probably headed towards something like a four and twelve, three or well, a four and thirteen season, or a you know three and fourteen season. It's going to be probably pretty ugly. Although I do wonder about Dan Campbell. Uh, I think that guy could be pretty motivating. Um, you know, I look at Jared Goff. To me, he's Jimmy G, but he's less talented. Um, lacks clutchness. Um, I just haven't seen a killer instinct out of Jared Goff. Um, look, he had one season he excelled under McVay. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I look at him. Do we all remember the fact that Blake Bortles had one massive if you go back and look at Blake Bortles statistics he had one massive statistical season for Jacksonville and everybody was like oh he's going to be a franchise quarterback blah 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 and they went to the AFC championship game I believe and of course he got exposed really badly and now Blake Bortles is a backup I think he's the I think he's the back third quarterback in Green Bay. I'm not entirely sure. Somebody just signed him. I believe it was the Green Bay Packers. And we know why that is. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to spend a long time on Jared Goff. I'm just not. Uh, number 29, Tyrod Taylor. Okay, we know Tyrod was supposed to be the quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. And the doctor punctured his lung. Yikes. And he was out for the season. And uh, Justin Herbert stepped in and was an all-world performing rookie. And we'll get to Justin Herbert, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to wait a good while in this countdown before we get to Justin Herbert. Um, Look, these guys in, in Tier 5, or essentially guys you're probably not going anywhere with. Okay. Uh, that team, PFF, just named the Texans the worst roster in football. Okay. 
Tyrod Taylor is a journeyman bridge quarterback, a damn good backup, a damn good backup. Okay, but, uh, you know, I think you could put Gardner Minshew or Andy Dalton in a QB battle with Tyrod Taylor. And, frankly, I'm not sure who would win that. Uh, But those guys aren't competing, okay, with Tyrod. Tyrod, if he doesn't get beaten out by Davis Mills, and I think there's an outside shot of that, uh, we'll see. But he's a bridge quarterback. He's got great mobility. He is a good short passer. Uh, He can be sort of a check down Charlie kind of guy. And you'll hear me say that. It's a cliche, but it's sort of the one thing that plagues uh, some of the dudes in Tier 5 as they're just sort of check-down Charlie guys. Number 28, the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, my first impressions of the first season with Tua is that he's a bust. Okay. And I know somewhere Dolphin fans are like, what? But, look, he faded in most big spots. Uh, He really looked like a check down Charlie at times last year. Um, He was a good deep pass thrower at Alabama. But he got to the NFL and his deep passes and his accuracy on deep passes just disappeared. Okay, I don't know if part of it was the offensive scheme. They do have somebody, I believe, that's going to be different calling the offense this year. And uh, we'll see. They've got Will Fuller who can stretch the field. They got him from the Titans. But when's the last time we can remember a true franchise quarterback, rookie quarterback, that had to be pulled he got pulled for Ryan Fitzpatrick multiple times. When the game got too big, they yanked him. They had to yank him. And um, look, I will say this. Maybe with the right coaching, maybe with the right coaching, he could get himself up into, for example, Alex Smith territory. Okay? Maybe he can turn himself into a good little professional quarterback. But I think any team he plays for is always going to be eyeing the next quarterback. And we know the Dolphins want, they wanted slash want Deshaun Watson. Okay, so what does that tell you? There were heavy rumors that the Dolphins were thinking about drafting another quarterback this year. This year. And that Tua, if he got traded, if if Deshaun Watson was was uh, comes to the Dolphins, that tool will probably go back to the Texans. Okay, now you never know. Maybe he gets coached up, but I did not like the impressions that I've got from Tua in the NFL. I loved him in college, and I thought he was going to be much better in the NFL. I did. I had high hopes for Tua and then was wildly disappointed. And I think the Dolphins were, too. Number 27, who I believe will be the starting quarterback for the New New Orleans Saints. 
New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, that's right, Mr. Crab Legs himself. I've got to admit, I like Jameis Winston. I do. I like Jameis as a quarterback. Uh, He can be a complete knucklehead. I think we know that. I think he has proven that. But I like Jameis. Now, for full disclosure, I'm a Michigan Wolverines fan, but I also am a Florida State Seminoles fan. So, yeah, I've I've got a little bit of that bias towards Jameis. And this is a crucial, crucial year for Jameis Winston. He is with a quarterback guru, and we're going to find out, okay? Uh, It is a boom or bust year for, for Winston. I mean, we could be sitting down here for me to do my quarterback rank next year we're in tier five right now. We could be sitting here next year, and Jameis could be somewhere in like tier three. Jameis could have a a he could have a serious comeback. We could look up Jameis Winston could be comeback player of the year. That's a there's a possibility playing for Sean Payton. Okay, but he could also be a career backup after this year. That's how far. This swings. Okay, we know Jameis has got a good arm. We know Jameis can find the end zone. Okay? Um, We know Jameis will throw the ball all over the field. He's a gunslinger. But we also know he throws way too many interceptions. Now, the the oddest thing I heard coming out of the offseason in regards to Jameis was that Jameis went out and got corrective lenses. And, of course, my first thought was, how could you not know you couldn't see in Tampa Bay? That's amazing. And worse, how could the Bucks not make sure your vision wasn't perfect and that you weren't seeing the way you should see in Tampa Bay? I was just floored when I heard that earlier this year. But I always thought it odd. If you went back and I watched Jameis play a lot of games for Tampa Bay, and if you watched, he was squinting. There were times he was standing on the field, squinting down the field. And I I, I remember telling my then wife at the time, he looks like he's blind. He looks like he can't see. And I was like, Surely not. Surely somebody besides me notices that. And it turns out that Jameis needed corrective lenses. Okay, do I think that that's going to cause some massive uh, difference for Jameis Winston? No, I don't know that. Okay, but it is odd that one of the bigger stories, actually the biggest story surrounding Jameis Winston is the fact that he got corrective lenses. So... Anyway, you know, we don't know what that's going to entail. We don't know what that's the, the what's going to come out of that, how that's going to help his performance. We don't know that it's going to help his performance at all. But if he couldn't see, yeah, I'd call that an issue. So we'll see. He certainly got the arm talent. Okay. Number 26, Teddy Bridgewater. That's right. 
We talked about the best of the rest the other day. We talked about Drew Locke. We talked about the quarterback battle. I think Teddy Bridgewater ultimately wins that job. Although the Broncos, uh, there's rumors that they want to try Locke. I think Bridgewater ultimately in training camp wins that Broncos job. Why? Because I think Fangio believes if they play great defense, if they run the ball and they don't turn the ball over, that the Broncos are going to be competitive. And we know with Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, we know what Bridgewater is. He's a poor man's Alex Smith. He is. But Teddy Bridgewater is highly accurate. He doesn't throw enough deep balls. His arm is just okay at best. And he's a major check down Charlie. But Teddy Bridgewater holds on to the football. He's a really good leader. And he's got a good work ethic. And we all know the story about him coming back from that leg, his leg being snapped. And look, Mike Zimmer still loves Teddy Bridgewater and still had an issue to this day that they got rid of Bridgewater. So that should tell you something. There's something to Teddy Bridgewater, and I know he didn't look great with Carolina last year, but in my opinion, I mean, you look, could you theoretically get to the playoffs in what's going to be a seventh wild card with Teddy Bridgewater? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance of that. Um, so just due to the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over, that automatically, and you've got a high completion percentage, that is automatically going to get you a little higher up on my list. I care about those two things. Number 25. This is a guy I like. It's a guy I like a lot. He disappointed me a lot last year, but his team had a lot of injuries, and he had a new coach, and he was learning a new offense. Daniel Jones. That's right. The starting quarterback for the New York Giants. This is also a massive year for Daniel Jones. Um, I think, much like Jameis Winston, we could be sitting here next year on this same quarterback countdown and Daniel Jones could either be a bust slash backup slash journeyman slash stopgap quarterback or he could be all the way up in, say, Tier 3. He could jump. I will say this. I have seen Daniel Jones make some passes into some tight windows, some impressive throws that I can tell you a couple of guys that are ahead of him in this list can't make. They cannot make some of the throws that Daniel Jones makes. And people people don't realize Daniel Jones is wildly athletic. I know he got I know he tripped up. Everybody wants to make fun of the 80-yard run last year. It was literally one of the fastest runs of the year from a miles-per-hour standpoint in the NFL last year. Daniel Jones is mobile. And to a point, Daniel does not use his mobility enough. Some of these guys run too soon. Daniel Jones runs too late. 
and it causes him to fumble the ball, and it causes him to end up throwing interceptions or taking a sack because he doesn't have the awareness in the pocket to realize, hell, I need to pull the ball down and run right now. Take off, okay? This is a guy that needs to use his legs even more. He can absolutely make all the throws. He can, but he's got to cut down on the turnovers. Or in New York terms, he's going to be Mark Sanchez 2.0. He's going to go the way of, I flashed a couple of times, and now I'm gone, and now I'm a backup, and then eventually out of the league. But I can tell you this, Daniel Jones has made some passes Mark Sanchez never, ever thought about making in the NFL. So, Giants fans, this is a big year for you guys. You guys will either be likely drafting a quarterback next year, and look, there were rumors that they thought about drafting a quarterback this year. And, of course, we know the whole fallout from that. They they you know they drafted Daniel Jones too high, et cetera, et cetera. But there are some things that have come from Daniel Jones that does help me understand why they would have taken him so high. Got a good head on his shoulders. Peyton and Eli Manning, both very big on him. David Cutcliffe guy. I understand why they're giving Daniel Jones a little more time. Saquon Barkley was out last year. Maybe, maybe this is the year. And that division could get wildly tight and interesting, even more tight, even more interesting than it's going to be if Daniel Jones takes a, a step ahead, then watch out, Dallas Cowboys, in that division. Watch out, Washington Redskins, in that division. I'm not calling them the football team. Watch out, Redskins. Watch out, Cowboys. If Daniel Jones reels in the turnovers this year, the Giants might very well win that division, and they might win it going away because they've got some talent on that football team. And I can tell you right now, I'm very high on Joe Judge. I like him a lot. Number 24, this is a lightning in a bottle guy. This is a guy, I said, tier five quarterbacks, you can't, you cannot win a Super Bowl with these tier five quarterbacks unless something fluky happens involving the following two quarterbacks. A miracle meltdown situation, whatever, the stars align. But Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick theoretically would be the only two quarterbacks that might have a chance to sniff a Super Bowl just because we've seen flashes of wow, of drop your jaw, both good and bad, at a Winston and Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is my number 24 quarterback in my quarterback ranking, and he is the, the final quarterback of Tier 5. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we know the story. Buffalo, Miami, Washington now. He is the literal uh, definition, Webster de definition 
of a bridge slash journeyman quarterback. But there are, you know, there's some things about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Number one, Fitzpatrick has flashed unbelievable play in short periods of time, in, in short phases. We've seen Fitzpatrick get hot for four or five or six games to the point in the past teams thought they had a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Fitzpatrick is subject to go out any weekend and throw four touchdowns, five touchdowns, six touchdowns, or throw four interceptions, five interceptions, or six interceptions. He is a gunslinger. Absolutely. Not the most physically talented guy. He's a hell of a good leader. The guys he plays with love Ryan Fitzpatrick. The teammates, they love him. But we know Washington next year, you never know. They're probably going to be drafting a quarterback next year. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he chooses to keep playing, will once again be looking for a quarterback. And look, there were Miami players in Miami pissed that they got rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick. They were like, he needs to be the starter over Tua. Okay? so And that's another reason why he would be higher than somebody like Tua. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is very clearly, at this stage, as we stand going into 2021, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than Tua Tonga-Vailoa. But I understand why the Dolphins want to ultimately find out what they got. The book is written on Fitzpatrick. We know what we got. He's a guy that's all over the place. Okay, he's a guy that's all over the place. Just when your franchise wraps its loving arms around Ryan Fitzpatrick, he will throw an interception that will break your back in half. Okay, and break your spirit as a fan. But he can do some things on the field, and he will make some throws, and he will win some games that will 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 draw jaw drop you, just jaw drop you. He's one of the oddest quarterbacks, oddest phenomenons we have ever seen in the NFL at quarterback. Um, all over the place, all over the place. But I think of the guys in this list. Right now, right here, from 32 to 24, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is number 24, okay? I just, if you asked me, uh, of the list of these quarterbacks, who do you want to take out there to win a game today, I would be like, we're taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're taking him out there. There's a hell of a chance we got a 50-50 shot they're, that we're going to lose. But, hell, there's a 50-50 shot you're going to win and win big. Okay? And I just, I, I he's such a lightning in the bottle guy. I think he's an outlier. Like, I think if he's playing for the skins this year and we look up and they sneak in the playoffs at 10-7, and seven, he's a guy that could get hot for enough games to get to the Super Bowl. 
you could look up and he's having one of these fluky Eli Manning, Joe Flacco kind of runs and then get to the Super Bowl and probably break your back by throwing four interceptions. You get the point. Okay, that is Tier 5, my Tier 5 NFL quarterback rankings. Justin Fields, 32. Jalen Hurts, 31. Jared Goff, 30. Tyrod Taylor, 29. Tua, 28. Jameis Winston, 27. 26 is Teddy Bridgewater. 25 is Daniel Jones. And 24 is Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you are looking for certain names, like Andy Dalton, uh, like Deshaun Watson, like Drew Locke, like Gardner Minshew, like Mitch Trubisky, or Case Keenum, this is a rank of strictly starting NFL quarterbacks or guys that I believe will win the job in the battle that they are in for the 2021 season. Okay, again, I think there are some quarterbacks If you go back and watch my Best of the Rest podcast from a couple of days ago, uh, go back and listen to it. I said watch. If you go back and listen to it, I explain, yes, I think a couple of these guys are better than guys that made my rank, but I think they're not going to be given the job by their NFL football team. Okay, so why rank them if they're not going to be the starter come day one? That's just how I feel about it. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. That's Tier 5. Make sure you subscribe. If you can, go to Apple iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. It will go a long, long long-ass way. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.